Welcome back. I am Dr. Samari M. Colbert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling that is a licensed mental health agency located in Greensboro. I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm a published author, written close to 60 books. Uh, my goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. Y'all think I can do it? I think I can do it. <laughs> and... um. Oh, what else? Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've written a whole, a whole bunch of books, a whole bunch of products, do a whole bunch of things. Oh, I give you faith-based principles uh, to give you lasting change. That's how I'm different from your average therapist. That is my license right there, okay? And my degrees for my license is in my living room, okay? Don't worry about all that. All right, let's talk for a few minutes. We'll talk about let it go. Well, let it go. Not not from that movie, though, right? Um, I, I wanted to talk about the area of uh, your emotional, your mental health that can really cause you to be emotionally sick. And that is called bitterness. And um, if you got got a couple of times, if you've been betrayed uh, once or twice in your life, if you got got by the wrong person, if you're not careful, you can uh, start becoming very bitter and angry at the world. Uh, and it can lead to some mental health issues. And so this is not something uh, we necessarily talk about uh, in traditional mental health uh, uh, treatment, um, but it is an actual thing. And it can also lead to mental health diagnoses, which we will talk about in a minute. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. Let us hear from you in the name of Jesus. So it's going to be another good one. Uh, I want to kind of give you this advertise. I had decided after, I think the last time I actually went live, so I always pre-record. Um, I have decided to go live after, for the first time in three years, I usually pre-record. I've been recording back to back to back to back. Um, but I'm going to go live. I'm not sure what platform yet um, because like I said, I haven't done it in like since, 2020 maybe before that or maybe 2019 i don't know but just follow me and put the advertisement out and i'm going to go live i'm going to be speaking live on this one of these platforms okay <laughs> uh so if you are watching today my podcast you know follow me on the social medias and we shall figure this one out okay um, but so, so I want to talk about this because you want to get healed, right? And so we're going to have some, you, you're not going to be able to go through life, uh, unscathing. Uh, you're not going to be able to go through life, um, having never gotten gotch. That means had somebody stab you in your back <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood, y'all. Stab you in the back or someone that really betrayed you. You only tried to, uh, help them. Okay. And so you want to get healed from that. Um, now, I did have a book that I just left in my living room. I'm not going to get it because I don't feel like I'm going to get it, but it's called Healing the Heart Through Forgiveness. I wrote that in 2016, and it talks about how you can heal your heart. But like I said, in traditional mental health setting, they don't really talk about this uh, on this particular topic. Uh, it's a little bit more cliche. I did actually recently, uh, and it went over fairly well, um, and, and, and we began to talk, and it was really, really, uh, really good. But traditionally, you don't necessarily hear this, but it is, it does affect you. So let's talk about this. Um, uh, Ephesians 4.31, so let all bitterness, uh, King James Version, Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness, let all wrath, let all anger, let clamor and evil speaking be put away for you with all malice. Now, I want you to think about that scripture, but I want you to read it from a different perspective, okay? It is teaching us the pathway that bitterness will present itself. Where, what it's really saying is the pathway. So where you find bitterness, 
you're going to find wrath. Wrath means an ang to be angry to the boy. If we ever meet somebody that's just quick tempered, they're quick to argue, they're quick to get defensive. They're like, what? You know what I mean? You can't hardly say nothing to them. Everybody's against them. They, you know, you know, victim mentality. They have a root of bitterness. Uh, anger, uh, again, so wrath and anger are very similar, but uh, wrath is a is heightened, it's an extreme heightenedness of, of anger. You know, a lot of people have done things in wrath they're sitting in prison with right now. Had they really thought about it, uh, they should have uh, let their anger out in the in a healthy way. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. See, when you get to wrath, you've been angry and it leads to quick sinning, all right? Uh, then it says, so bitterness leads to wrath, which leads to anger, which leads to clamor. What is clamor? It is an outcry. It is a turmoil and it's deep-seated grief. Somebody did your dirty and now you have deep-seated grief over that. Evil speaking, which is again, someone who cannot speak respectfully is rooted in, in bitterness. They're disrespectful. They're dishonorable. Okay. And, uh, and they have guarded walls, Right. And so when you ever have someone who's extremely guarded, they're very disrespectful, dishonorable, they're guarded because they have a root of bitterness. You cannot do healthy relationships with someone who is, has a root of bitterness in them. And then it says malice. So malice is a desire to injure, right? Evil foreboding, which is evil thinking. You, you begin to think and plot and plan someone else's demise. Where there is jealousy, there is envy what is jealousy i don't like your position your blessing your favor that's jealousy envy says i'm gonna do something about it that's a different topic for a different time okay so again the pathway is with is all bitterness and wrath it is teaching you the pathway and how this affects your mental emotional health bitterness leads to wrath leads to anger which leads to clamor which either which leads to evil speaking which then leads to malice Ooh, so you 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 have a hard time again dealing with people who call themselves Christians, but they have a root of bitterness. I want you to let it go because you cannot have a root of bitterness and operate in your kingdom assignment. You can't move forward in any area of your life where there's a root of bitterness. And oftentimes, without I didn't get a chance to really highlight in this particular text. Uh, when someone has a root of bitterness, at the end of the day, they are angry at God. Bitterness leads to murder. This is why at the beginning, Cain killed his brother Abel. They didn't have a discussion. He was jealous. But he was not necessarily angry at Abel. The Bible tells they had a bad relationship. He was angry at God. God, why does Abel, listen, have this favor? Why did you accept him but you didn't accept me? And he became bitter and he became wrathful at God and he took it out on his brother Abel. Y'all know I'll be talking to you. Come on now, say. All right. Uh, so what is bitterness? Bitterness is a human reaction. But remember, so we got to be led by the spirit. You know, I'm going to get ahead of myself. We got to be led by the spirit. It's a human reaction to injustice, betrayal, and humiliation. It has someone that was close to you, they not only gave you a grave injustice, assaulted your character, used you, abused you, and threw you away. They betrayed you, and then they turned around and humiliated you. It can be all three or one. Uh, it consists of emotions, anger, wrath, hostility, disappointment, disgust, and shame. Shame causes us to want to hide. 
bitterness so the bible calls this a bitter root is ex uh, so the the greek uh, uh hebrew greek definition is extreme wickedness so it so uh extreme disappointment anger or resentment of having being treated unfairly whether it be real or perceived so a person says why did this happen to me and they ruminate and they ruminate why did this happen to me why did this happen to me why did it and they ruminate over and over and over again your mind tries to conceptualize of something that only god has the answer for and you may not necessarily he may not give you the answer Right, so we ruminate and we ruminate, and, and then eventually you become emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically sick because you keep thinking about it. Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? So we gotta ask ourselves a question: How? I'm not gonna keep you long today. How? How does? How does one become bitter? Something happened, like I said, a betrayal. And we play it over and over and again in our minds and it becomes to take on its own. Our minds are trying to conceptualize and it makes us sick. You can become, become bitter towards yourself and others, excuse me, and you can become bitter towards yourself. It leads us to, and I'm going to explain that in a minute, just give me a minute. It triggers us to feel extreme depression, anxiety, angry, anger, and resentment. How do you become bitter towards yourself? Well, you made some poor choices, right? You made some mistakes. And then you hold yourself hostage over the decisions that you made that's in the past. So you can be bitter towards yourself what was going on with me why did i deal with you why did i make this decision why did i miss this opportunity why 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 and you start discounting yourself always say you know i've said before you know you, you're not gonna go through this life unscathed having never made a mistake have never made a poor, a poor choice having never uh done something that was outside of your character you know have we never compromised at all? I'm not telling you to use the grace of God to compromise and say whatever, but you 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 know you settle a little bit and you got God. You you don't go through life on ten where you just make every decision right. That's life. You got to move forward, and you know someone is rooted in bitterness because they they, they constantly feel the need to over-explain themselves. You meet someone, hey, did you do that? I heard such and such. And you're like, well, you know, that was a hard time. I was going through things. Yeah, you know, and then you meet someone, hey, did you? And you, you constantly, no one, no one really cares. Like, we don't really care. But you constantly feel the need to keep explaining over because you have this guilt and this shame. I can't believe I did this. And they keep explaining it over and over and over again. Also, the feeling that you need to make up for what you've done. I'll make it up to you. No, you can't. I've, I've done this a lot. Uh, I've, I've had to uh, talk about this because sometimes I've uh, uh, met with people who are in recovery, uh, particularly uh, parents recovering from drugs and alcohol, or they have adult children. Maybe they weren't there for them, or they didn't, they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't, you know, do what they were supposed to do. And oftentimes, you can have this sense of guilt, and you, you're constantly trying to reparent or make up for lost time by holding yourself hostage and allowing yourself to be emotionally manipulated by grown folks. 
So it leaves you sick. Now that there is a concept, and this is not in our diagnostic manual if you're if you're a therapist and you're watching this, but you want to Google this concept. It's called post-traumatic embitterment disorder. Look at that up. Uh, it is not again in our diagnostic ma uh, manual, but researchers are saying that uh, you that you can become so embittered with life that it leads you down a downward spiral, and it leaves you severely emotionally, mentally, physically impaired. You can be, become so bitter you get physically sick. And I add spiritually, and I know that by the Bible, bitterness can come as a result of betrayal that you don't understand, or you just keep playing. I thought we were friends. I thought you was my ride or die. And they betray you. David said this in Psalms 41, uh, 19, 9, excuse me, Psalms 41, 9. He said, David said, yeah, it was my friend, the one who I trusted. You did me dirty. See, you, you can be betrayed, but you never be betrayed. Most of the time, we're not betrayed by strangers because you didn't put that much stock in a stranger. Anyway, it was somebody that claimed to be your friend. Sometimes they turn it back, but most times they weren't really your friend to begin with. They always had an ulterior motive. God just had to shine the light on them to expose who they really are to who they really were to begin with. You ever be and I I you know something I talk about, I ain't gonna tell you all my business, but I've been that person. You were gonna take someone into your promise that God had not ordained. This is why I always talk about who sent you. This is why I always talk about everybody that comes into your life is not ordained to be a part of your life. Some people try to push themselves in positions God never ordained for their life. And I've experienced that, not necessarily me trying to, but people trying to push themselves into places and spaces in my life that God never told them to be. But I was like, show, come on, because I'm just nice. No, good, you have no capacity. So I talk a good game, but I, I, you know, gone through some things in my own life. You know what I mean? So, and again, it's all, it's all, it's all in love. So we meditate in the wrong direction. Why, why, why did this happen? And the more you why, 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 you get sicker and sicker and sicker, emotionally sick over and over and over again. I'm looking down because I forgot to pull up one of my scriptures. Give me one minute. So let's talk about signs that someone is bitter. The number one sign is unforgiveness. I'm I'm, I'm going to go live. I haven't quite put uh, what I'm going to talk. I may talk about my book, Healing the Heart Through Forgiveness, and maybe something else. I have some ideas and I haven't finalized them with the Lord yet, okay? But another one sign is unforgiveness. And you know someone is in a state of unforgiveness because they'll talk about stuff like it happened yesterday. Like it'd be, it'd be something like five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And they remember every little detail they rehearsed over and over again. She said this and he said that and he did this and he did that. They remember every detail and and, 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 and so how you doing? And they go oh, and they, and they constantly need an audience. They, it's like you you can't let it go, and it could it could have happened thirty years ago. And you remember it as if it was yesterday. It's also a part of the trauma brain, right? Part of the trauma brain. Okay, we're just talking about uh, signs someone is bitter, you know, and you can't you can't. You can't, you can tell someone, why don't you just move past that? I mean, it's, you know, you, you can't stay stuck in yesterday, but they have not made a decision. You have to make a decision not to be bitter. No one's going to force them. They can tell you pray principles like, listen, if you let go of this bitterness, you can move forward in your life. You can have healthy relationships. You could, you could be happy. You can have peace. You can say that to them, but you can't force it on them. 
they the ones who keep, who keep replacing it, rehearsing it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Okay? So they unforgive it. They, they don't forgive themselves and they don't forgive others. So it just, and then my idea, now that person, I got, I had someone say recently or even years ago too, I had to say the same thing. That person's all living their life. They have moved on. They're in uh they in a different city, whatever it is, they may have a different relationship. They are happy, at peace, and sleeping well. Now, I'm of the question, you do some die dirty, at least apologize, but they living fine. Yeah, it's my D dirty, and they just sleeping, and you just you are you the one all toe up from the floor. They just fine. You got to let go of bitterness. Now, what you reap, you're gonna sow. You understand? You know, if they don't at least apologize, but even if they don't, they live in their life. So you gotta forgive. If you want to move forward and start rehearsing it over and over, what did I do? Forgive yourself. Sometimes if you're bitter at God, you got to forgive God for what you thought, how you thought he would respond. Because God don't have to co-sign our foolery, by the way. Okay. All right. Um... The desire to see someone else hurt like you've been hurt. That's when someone, you know, these people who relish at someone else's downfall. <laughs> Girl, I knew it. These people that are gossiping and you entertain at someone else's pain. See, when you've been in pain and God has brought you through, you don't find someone else's pain in your entertainment. He was so stupid. She was so dumb. I, Girl, mm, I, girl I told you so. Like, you're not, that ain't your story. Um, I know for me, I've gone through some really painful things and I wouldn't wish that pain on anybody. So, but when you're healed, even though you have been caused pain, you don't want to be the, 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 the anticipator. You don't want to be the person that caused someone else pain. So you're not repeating cycles. Oh, Oh, uh, when someone is bitter, I didn't put this someone up. When someone is bitter, they can't discern the difference between what they cannot. They don't determine the difference between what is God versus what what they what their thoughts are. They can't discern what is God versus what is not. Everything is they think is discernment, but everything every, they, they think discernment is pessimism. So they just are, are, are suspicious of everybody. You know that's not that is not um uh uh, uh discernment. Okay. So um, the Bible says in Leviticus 19, and if you look at the 17th verse, it says, do not nurse. Um, so this is the New Living Translation. So Leviticus 19, 17, it says, do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. What is nurse? So don't replay hatred. So when a person starts becoming bitter, they are full of hatred. Okay. So, so don't nurse hatred in your heart towards any of your relatives. You know, the people that did you wrong. It says confront people directly so that you not will not be held guilty for their sins. So it's okay to talk to someone at some point. Now, sometimes you had that conversation. You may not, you don't, you don't have to have a call. You had a conversation. Hey, listen, you go your way. I go mine. That's cool. I holla. God bless you. Um, but it's okay to forgive and, and, and they don't see it your way. They just, you know, because I tell my clients, so sometimes you have changed and you have evolved or you have just come to the light. You've been a prodigal son. You came to yourself. And these people have not changed. 
Okay. And it said, 18, do not seek revenge or bear grudge against a fellow Israelite. So when someone is bitter, they seek revenge and they bear grudges. But love your neighbor as yourself. You can love your enemies. Don't mean you gotta hang out with them. Pray for them and let them go where they are. Okay. You must obey my decrees. Okay, so you get what I'm saying. I don't want to read the rest of it. I was going off, okay? All right, another sign is discouragement or shame. So when someone's full of shame, they want to hide. All right, and I say over-explaining. This is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, it's okay to make a mistake. It is not okay to stay stuck in the mistake you made. How many people stay stuck in that? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, and regret. Move on with your life. Time to move on. Okay? All right. When a person's bitter, they have no peace or no joy. You cannot be joyful and bitter at the same time. Sometimes you can see it on their face. Their face is squalled up. And... <laughs> but you cannot have peace or joy and be bitter. Again, evil foreboding, that's another sign. The feeling of the future. You see everything through the eyes of your insecurity, of your bitterness, of your anger. You wait for somebody just to betray you so you can just jump on them. See, I told you. Difficulty trusting God. Now I'm going to read, let me tell you, I, this is this is a really core source. I got to read this one. Okay, give me one minute here. I got to read this one. If you look at Psalm 73, I'm not gonna read the whole verse for the sake of time. Uh, it is a wonderful Saturday morning and I am going to enjoy my day and I do not want to be sitting here all day uh, behind the computer. I've got, you know, one or two more sessions and I'm done, honey, okay? It says this, Psalms 73, truly God is good to those whose hearts are pure. But watch what David said. He said, but as for me, watch this, I almost lost my footing. New Living Translation, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. He said, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live first for painless lives. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They are not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jewel, a necklace, clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff, mean they speak nastily, angrily, disrespectfully. They gossip uh, in their pride and they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heaven, verse 9, and their words struck the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know? Verse 10, does the Most High even know what is happening? Verse 12, look at the wicked people enjoying a life of ease. While their riches multiply. David was saying, I look at wicked people, nasty people, sinners, people who don't have God in their life. And it seems as if they were prospering. And here I am living for you, God. Why is that people who are dirty get to excel and prosper? He said, I almost lost my footing. I almost got discouraged. 
verse 12, we said, 13 says, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Was I good to people for nothing? You ever be like that? Come on, come on, saints. If you if you're real, when you had that conversation, now if you're a compromiser, you you can't relate to this. If you're a dirty person, when I mean dirty in your soul, that means you were evil, you're nasty, you you know you you you're grimy. That you can't relate to this. I'm talking about people uh, who you you did people right, you treated people right, you lived the best way. You know how you ever look at somebody and say, "How are you prospering?" And you are nasty and defrauding and stealing from. Everybody, yet you just look so happy. So David said, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent so for no reason? Verse 14, I, I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning it brings me pain. Why do I do the right thing for people and they only bring me pain? And he said, that's why I almost slipped. So I tried, verse 16, to understand why the wicked prospered. But it was so difficult for me. I couldn't comprehend it. Why are you wicked and you prospering? I love That's why I love to read about the life of David and, and his songs because he's a real one. If you really sit down and, and look at it, you can find yourself in the text. You can be like, man, come on, Jesus. This is how, this is the process of bitterness towards God. Why am I doing right? They do wrong. And yet they sleep at night. See, if I did something wrong, if I talked to somebody like that, if I was nasty and, 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 and trifling like that, you would have got me, God. Why have I kept my heart pure? But David said that then I went to the sanctuary of the Lord, which is where you to go to God. God, this is how I feel. God is not like, oh my God, you sinner. You shouldn't feel this way, my child. He said, I understood. It's not always what it seems. He said, I understood the destiny of the wicked. See, they appear to be successful, but there is a day of reckoning coming. And living for God is going to pay off. So I read that on your own time. I read enough and it's going to be, uh, like I said, for the sake of time. Uh, so that was Psalm 73, New Living Translation. But then if you look at Psalm 37, verse 1, God says, don't worry about the wicked, nor envy those who do wrong. Don't look at someone doing wrong and being dirty and, 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 and things, and don't envy that. Don't worry about them. Verse 2, it says, Psalm 37, verse 2, for like grass, they will soon fade away, but you keep your trust in God. Keep doing good. Take delight in God. He's going to give you your heart's desire. Uh, oftentimes, people who are counterflies, counterfeit, uh, who are egregious in their behavior, they tend to be manipulative. They plot and plan. So it can appear to be they are prosperous before you because they appear to get there before you. But remember, they're caught. it's only a deck of cards. It's only a mirage. It's going to fall God is not going to allow them to prosper. You got to keep being faithful because your process is not necessarily about the promise per se. Sometimes it is about your character. See, a man's gift may get you the meeting. A man's gift may bring you before a great man. Your gift may do that. However, it is your character that sustains it. So don't envy wicked people. Envious. Don't, be, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. 
okay? Because God is going to elevate you when you are faithful. All right? But David said, I had difficulty trusting God because I thought the wrong way. And he had to check himself. He had to go before God and say, God, I'm sorry. Listen, how I thought about you was wrong. I know that you are God. And in due season, and their deck of cards, but I've been, I don't want to go on a tangent, but I was looking, I was, I, I, I like to watch, I love history and I love to uh, look at documentaries, uh, believe it or not. Uh, when I when I had time and I was watching uh, a documentary about Bernie Madoff, Bernie Madoff stole about sixty four, uh, sixty four billion dollars over a forty year period. He was stealing and scamming from everybody. Well, Bernie, uh, um, um, did I say Bernie Sanders? Bernie Madoff, excuse me. I hope I said that right. Uh, uh, when he was finally caught, because you do get caught eventually, it's just not in the time frame. He was sentenced to, uh, he, 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 you know, he got caught eventually. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison. He recently passed away. Well, in 2021, he passed away. And his family has not even come to pick up his ashes. His ashes are sitting in a lawyer's office somewhere. Uh, office somewhere. And I'm not saying it to be, to be uh, uh, egregious or insensitive. But people lost everything on account of this fraud. Everything. People lost their homes, their retirement. Um, um, they had one lady who was a multimillionaire. She was in a cleaning home just so she can have a place to stay. You know, they had one uh, documentary where um, there's this gentleman who was about in his 80s and they said, how much money do you have left to live on? Uh, and he was a multimillionaire. He had two homes in different states. And he said, I bought 60 days, 80 years old. What, what, you, what are you going to do? Uh, and so, uh, but I say all that to say, uh, it took a long time, but eventually those deck of cards, but when God uh, elevates you, he, you will, you will be elevated to prosperity and you will leave an inheritance to your children and your children's children. See, Baron Maynard had left nothing to his family because it all was all seized because it was gained through defrauding. God will always expose always even people in your life that are not ordained who have ill motives you'll always expose but keep your heart pure now the sign is thoughts are uh, thinking thinking others that thinking that others are thinking negative about the fear of man a lot of times people are bitter they oh i talked about uh, when someone has a kind of spit of bitterness they always think people are jealous of them or people are talking negative about them or they they call their, uh, we call it wicked wisdom. You know, I, I don't know if I like that person. Hmm. And it's really their own jealousy, which is rooting their own bitterness. Anyone that's very argumentative or very angry, they're quick to argue, they have a root of bitterness. And again, you cannot uh, help someone really like that unless they want help. Uh, they have to seek that healing on their own. Uh, discounting uh, God's promises, feeling as if uh, God is being or treating them unfair. Again, you go back to Psalm 73 and Psalm, uh, Psalm 37. Uh, making poor choices oftentimes and i've said it before what we allow how we allow other people to treat us is really a reflection of how we feel about ourselves you know it's fool me once shame on you no that's it fool me once shame on you you keep doing two and three and four and five multiple times shame on me you understand what i'm saying but oftentimes uh we uh when you have root of bitterness and you uh, you have low self-esteem, so you'll put up with certain behaviors and, and, and things like that because you don't have, feel good about yourself, okay? Hatred, we said that, and then lack of motivation. Sometimes you carry that root of bitterness. You start to get really, really sad, depressed, and one of the symptoms 
of the pressures that you just got into, you know, the, the goals, the things that you wanted to go after in life. You're just like, ah, whatever. You know, I only feel like it. You just don't, you just lack motivation. And lastly, y'all, how are we going to get free? Because freedom is what the ultimate uh, thing is. We got to get free from that. And if you're not careful, uh, you can stay the right. There are people that will stay, live and die in bitterness. They really, they, you can literally, there's some things that God is not going to do for you. You have to do uh, for yourself, right? But last couple points, then we're done. You have to acknowledge how you feel before the Father. Okay? You now, so, so the not, because you know, church folk, Oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You're not diagnosing me. We're not diagnosing you. We're just telling you what is already there. <laughs> uh, but so when we we acknowledge God, God says, oh my gosh, my child, I'm so shocked. So uh, denial, avoiding, minimizing, or not taking your own responsibility. Sometimes you have allowed certain things that you should never have allowed. And so you just got to go for God. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, we all have done it. Okay, so acknowledge how you feel before the Father. Don't just sit there having a complaining session, you know, session with God. God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> prayer, praise, acknowledge yourself, and then scriptural meditation. Okay, make a decision to forgive others. You do not have to have a closer conversation to forgive. Sometimes you can forgive somebody; they don't even think they're wrong. That's that, and that's hard to do too. But, uh, but also, but remember, forgiveness is not about them; it's about you. Now, again, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Okay, I'll, like I said, just because you've changed does not mean the other person has changed. So don't, because Christians will hold you accountable. Well, you're supposed to be forgiving. Yeah, I can forgive. Absolutely, not a problem. But you're not going to, if, if, if you just stabbed me in my back multiple times, that was a shame on me for keeping allowing you over my door. You understand, to keep answering my phone because, you know, there's a block button on everybody's phone. Okay. So if, you know, if I keep answering my phone and I don't hit that block button, you know, shame on me. Okay. We, you know, you know, um, but it does not mean that because I forgive you, that means we got to go out and hang out and then we got to be best friends. Mm -mm. I forgive you. God bless you. Wherever you go and go on your way. Now, if I see you at the Walmart, I will wave. Okay. But we're not friends. Okay. And you can't, you don't want to change. This is not, this is a relationship thing. You don't want someone to change for you because what happens is they'll say, oh, I've changed, I've changed. And you keep playing this, this kind of cat and mouse, let, let people back into your life. If someone only changed for you and then it changed for God, it's not going to, they're all just going to revert back to old behavior. And again, fool me once, shame on you. You keep doing it over again, shame on me. So I got to forgive and I got to move on to healing and healthy people. Okay. Uh, make a decision to heal doesn't mean women so oh yeah <laughs> making a decision to heal does not mean the hurt goes away right i heard someone say this and i thought it was an error oh i forgave and so now i don't hurt no no no. sometimes you make a decision to forgive because if that was the case everybody would just forgive oh forgive you just have these warm fuzzy feelings that will come and you just forgive everybody and you just keep moving no no sometimes god gonna let you sit in that hurt so you don't do that again okay if it's something that you did right Sometimes, and I know this is, a, I ain't gonna tell you my business, but I'm telling you my business without telling you my business. Sometimes you gotta sit in that hurt so you know that you cannot ever in your, should I say black life? Black life ever come back into my life ever again. And that's on me. I'm telling you, you guys, you can't never come back into my life ever again. I just can't do it. So you gotta sit in that sometimes. God let you sit in it so you know, don't ever do that again. Now, if you just, it's just, 
If you say, okay, sure, you keep coming back, uh-uh, you ain't learned your lesson yet. So sometimes God got to, God chases who he loves. Sometimes he got to say, uh-uh, this is the last time, okay? Remember, healing is a decision, but it's a decision you have to make over and over because you may have triggers. You may have times, uh, you see what I'm saying? It's just, you just don't just go through this path of healing and you know, you know, it just, it just, it just may happen. You may have triggers. You may have a down day, something like that. Yeah, the mind is like, nope, 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 devil. Uh-uh-uh, thoughts. I have already decided to forgive. I'm already healing from this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep going back and forth with this. Eventually you get to a place that doesn't hurt anymore. You're not constantly thinking about it. You have to cast down vain imaginations. Uh, and when someone brings it up, oh, have you, did you hear what happened about such and such? Did you hear about such and such? Uh, did you, you know, didn't you used to be real cool with such and such? And you're like, I don't, okay, God bless. And then you also don't, uh, you also don't uh, feel the need to constantly keep having to re-explain yourself. And it was, it was, cut people off at the, and you keep it moving, right? Okay, turning a testimony into uh, into a lesson learned. If you go through things in life, right, and you don't learn your lesson, um, then what what was the point? Okay, or you don't learn, you don't come out with wisdom. There's some things that you can actually have a a, a spirit of wisdom, which is a, what the, is a gift of the spirit. Discernment is a gift of the spirit. I understand it, but there's some areas of wisdom that you not you you just have to walk through because you've gone through it, and you can share that wisdom with other people. Now, don't be messy, but um, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You're also going to have to learn how to capture your thoughts, bring down vain imaginations, think on these things, is what Philippians four uh, uh, four seven says. Okay, and allow your heart to guard guard your heart. That's what scripture says, but guard the things that you allow your mind to replay over and over because that's where bitterness comes from. If it comes to your thought and you think, well, so if it's not helpful, if it's not bringing you closer to God, if it's not bringing you peace, don't think about it. You can't have control over your thoughts. I'm Dr. Samaria M. Cobra. You can check me out, drsamariacobra.com. You can also request speaking engagements there. Do not DM me. I do not check DMs. Uh, if you want to know about my training courses, there's some free ones, there's some paid ones, go to www.trainingchristianleaders.com. And then if you want to uh, counsel, you must be a North Carolina resident, go to www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. Uh, make sure you follow me on social media. I am going to go live. I believe it's going to be Friday, 8 o'clock p.m. And I will give you more information. So follow me. Okay, God bless y'all. We'll be back another day, another time. Another banger. Bye.